Hello and welcome to Need a Go. Need a Go is a podcast meant to help you take your learning on the go. Our goal is to support administrators, tech coordinators, educators, and just anyone in their learning journey. So whether you are at home, work, the gym, or on your commute, we are glad you're joining us. Now for the latest episode of Need a Go. Hello and welcome to this month's episode of the Need a Go podcast. We are super excited to bring you this month's episode with a very special guest. Some of our local and regional listeners might have had the opportunity to hear Matt Miller from Ditch That Textbook at the recent Fall Nita conference a few weeks ago um, that was held in Kearney. Uh, in his books and blogs, Matt encourages teachers to free their teaching and revolutionize their classrooms with the mindsets, techniques, and curriculum to serve our learners today. Matt, I can't tell you how much I enjoyed your attention switch keynote. I know Stephanie's joining us today too, and she had the opportunity to sit in on that as well as your session. So um, we're excited that you're here. We're excited for you to share a few more follow-ups and different things you have um, in your blog. There are different things you have coming up because you're always sharing great things with teachers. And I think one thing we definitely appreciate is the the snippets, the ease of use, and just things you can take away um, immediately. So before we dig into some of our questions, do you want to just share a brief little um, introduction about your education and blogging journey with us, Matt? Yeah, thanks so much for having me on the show. Um, I was super excited to get to come to the the neat event in Kearney, uh, even, even though it was kind of last minute, but that meant that I didn't, we didn't have to like sweat all the details and everything, which, which was pretty cool. But um but yeah, I taught high school Spanish for more than 10 years here in um, in West Central Indiana in pretty rural schools, you know, like graduating class of 32, like those kinds of uh, schools, like little bitty. And um, I was teaching Spanish and I started to realize that the students in my Spanish classes after teaching for a few years, like they they couldn't speak Spanish, which is kind of a problem, right? Like that's the one thing as the Spanish teacher that I wanted them to be able to do was to speak Spanish. And I was in the same way that I had always taught that I was been taught as a student. So I thought, well, something isn't right here. Something's something's off. And so um, I just started trying different. Um, I realized that my textbook just marching straight through the textbook chapter by chapter, answering all the questions at the back of the chapter and all that just was not getting it done. And so I just started experimenting with things, using some technology, doing some more conversational things, just all sorts of different stuff. And um, as I, you know, saw some successes with it, I started writing about it in my blog. And even when I saw failures with things, I still wrote about that on my blog because, you know, you got to be honest about stuff. And, um, you know, just little by little, uh, just kept sharing things. And that's where Ditch That Textbook came from. And yeah, it's awesome, Matt. And I, again, we definitely appreciate it. Um, you kind of led into this a little bit, but one of the things that I share with teachers or that I appreciate when I, um, have followed your blogs and your emails is teaching by the textbook and how your thinking has shifted to more of a textbook list focus and customizing your lessons for students. So not just textbooks lists as that's a hard word to say textbook lists as a teacher, but how that has led you to customizing lessons for students. Do you want to share a little bit more about that? Sure. Um, we said textbook lists. 
Um, you know, I used my textbooks because I was finding that were serving my students better than those. So when I, when I say I know you probably got that off of the back of the book or off of the website or something like that, um, that, that word textbookless is kind of, I, I feel like it kind of fits with the words paperless, you know, like um, sometimes uh, it still serves us to have a textbook and sometimes it still serves us to have paper, I think. But I also feel like, you know, especially today, with all of the access that we have to information all over the web and to you know things to read and things to watch and the way that students can create and share and collaborate and everything digitally like i just feel like marching chapter by chapter through a textbook using that as kind of like our end all be all and just using the you know the worksheets and the workbooks that come shipped with the textbooks like at some point that ends up being just like a little a little and just not not utilizing all of the opportunities that we have, you know, so that's that's kind of like my take on that. Like sometimes I have, um, you know, literature teachers and they're like, well, if you want me to ditch the textbook, how am I going to get my kids to read literature? And I'm like, well, read the literature, you know, but don't give them the mindless discussion questions and then not talk about them and not do cool things with them. You know, it's like, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to, to do something a little bit better, a little bit more memorable that'll actually stick. So. Well, and, and well, another resource that you shared, Matt, um, that I took away from the conference was Teach Flicks. And as a former school librarian, I always am sharing resources that uh, teachers can use in their classrooms. And, you know, when I explored it, you know, you had virtual field trips, you had 360 video, and you had tons of videos in uh, different levels, like elementary, middle school, and high school. You know, yeah. what inspired you to create that? Yeah, that that actually, if I'm being totally honest, this is a passion project of my uh, colleague at Ditch That Textbook, Carly Mora. She's my uh, blog and social media editor, and um, she, uh, you know, she's she's taught computer science and all sorts of things in the elementary classroom in California for years, and we had just heard from, um, you know, from teachers that you know they're using video and it's always interesting to see what other teachers are using when it comes to video you know like what are some of the classroom videos that you show um and if, if you can find one that's like a perfect fit it may be a part of your curriculum for years and years and years maybe all the way until you retire you know and we just saw the value in that um and also of course noticing that just the world seems to be trending more in a video direction anyway. So we just started asking around, like, what are the videos that you show your students? Um, what are your go-to instructional videos and your inspirational videos and your explainer videos? And we just started gathering them all together. And as we did that, we started thinking, well, gosh, it would be really cool if we could create a website that's searchable, that can be filtered down to you know like age group elementary middle school high school or filtered by uh content area and, and the content area into little subtopics um and we figured out a way to be able to create a website like that and just kind of grabbed a bunch of uh youtube videos uh and embedded them on the website and made it all searchable and then the, the thing that i probably love the most about it is that each one of those videos has a um, like a little packet of activities that you can assign your students 
um, that, that go along with the videos. So it's really just like, you know, you show up, you find a great video, you get an activity you could have students work on and you're ready to go. It's just, I mean, yet another example of the stuff we try to do where we want to help teachers save time, but also still do good teaching and engage their students. So, um, that's kind of how uh, TeachFlix was born. It's got about 500 videos on it right now. Um, but of course, everybody, <laughs> it seems like every time a teacher goes to it, they go and they look specifically for exactly what they teach. And then, of course, we get the messages. Well, you don't have videos on this. Well, you don't have videos on that. And, you know, it's kind of like a, a, a work in progress. We're continuing to add things to it. But um, if people want to go find it, it's at teachflix.org and it's totally free. Awesome. What a great resource. Thank you. Yeah. Um, kind of shifting gears a little bit. I did not attend your session on your new project called Efficient Teach. I know Stephanie, you Stephanie, know? you went to that, didn't you? <laughs> yes. I, I popped in near the end. Okay. So can you share a little bit about that? I know that it's intended to support teachers struggling with time and burnout, which is kind of like buzzwords, things we're hearing a lot about these days, those of us in education and those of us that support teachers. So um, tell I, us a little bit about this awesome project. Yeah, this started um, maybe, I guess it was like a year and a half ago or so. Um, I mean, I just kept seeing because, you know, when you're a teacher nerd like some of us are you look you know you're, you're always kind of like reading research articles and books and different things and um i'm kind of like an armchair cognitive science geek you know like i'm i'm very very curious about what the research says about how our brain learns best and i keep seeing in a lot of this research there's just like all of these things where if teachers knew about it and they used it they could save time and also teach better, you know, like, um, you know, these are like low prep to no prep things that really do help kids, well, adults to just humans in general learn. Um, and they don't take very much prep time. And I see so many teachers just like grinding it away hour after hour, day after day, week after week, um, just trying to finish things, trying to, you know, do all of the stuff. And, um, so I thought, well, man, if we have so many teachers, good teachers that are leaving the profession because they they feel overworked and overwhelmed and burned out and stressed and you know all of that stuff, if they had some of this stuff in their hands and maybe they could get out the door at four o'clock instead of four thirty, you know, or like four o'clock instead of five, like maybe that might help save some of those teachers in the profession if they wanted to stay. So um that's why we created this uh, project called Efficient Teach, uh, which you can find at efficientteach.com. And um, it's basically just a whole bunch of resources, um, you know, articles and templates and downloadables and lesson plans and all sorts of stuff um, that are based off of things that will help you teach more efficiently and effectively, you know, just like saving time. But it, saving time doesn't mean cutting corners, you know, it doesn't mean like, um, lowering the quality and the level of student education. So, um, you know, we've got all sorts of stuff about like, um, you know, how to help students learn better for long-term memory, how to engage them, how to communicate with parents because, uh, or just families in general, I should say, because, you know, whenever families are engaged and know what's going on, then everybody's sort of supporting everybody. And, 
there's just all sorts of things that you can use right away. And the thing that I think I love the most about it is it was a collaborative project um, between us and the readers of the Ditzvet textbook newsletter and the um, and and our social media because we put it out there and just said, hey, here are some of the you know some of the big uh, topics that we want to cover on all of this. And we just created this Google Doc and shared it with as many people as we could. And that Google Doc was like crazy busy there for, for several days. But they just started dumping all of these ideas into it. So it's really sort of like uh, teacher-suggested ideas to save time but also teach well. So if anybody's interested in checking that out, there's a whole bunch of, whole bunch of good stuff there. And we have you know, every intention on adding to it over time as well. Awesome. I'm excited to check that out. Yeah. So speaking of saving time, Matt, um, obviously um, you can learn a lot from your resources on your blog, um, but I also wanted to hit on your podcast. I'm kind of a personally a fan of PD on the go where I can like be driving kids to practice and listen to a podcast, for example, or, mm-hmm. you know, be taking a walk and listen to a podcast. So anything I can do that's either micro PD or something where I'm multitasking, I don't even know if that's efficient, um, but <laughs> Obviously, I'm. We are passionate about the Need to Go podcast, but you and Holly just started a new podcast as well. Um, and I would be glad for you to highlight a little bit of that. Share us. I've listened to a couple episodes, so share some of the, um, I guess, motivation and purpose behind that, and the yeah. idea of like I think that's a great way to save time, but yet still mm-hmm. professionally learn and share mm-hmm. ideas. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I I do too. Um, and. Yeah, so Holly and I have done uh, you know a handful of projects over the years together. I'm talking about Holly Clark, um, the you know author and speaker. You can find her at hollyclark.org. Um, she lives in California, uh, national board certified English teacher. Um, and so it seems like I always tell her, I said, whenever whenever we get together and talk about education, I always feel smarter. <laughs> I always try to like, you know, I always try to surround myself with people who, who, uh, who make me feel that way. And so, um, you know, we decided that if that's the case, like and we both love the idea of podcasts as well, um, that maybe we should start one and it's called the digital learning podcast. And it's really sort of focused on blended learning, you know, using the, the best of, you know, like the face-to-face sort of non-tech teaching ideas along with technology and, you know, not just using tech all the time for the sake of using it. um, But also not throwing the technology out, but like, how do we blend those sort of two ways of looking at it together in a meaningful way? Um, it's what a lot of our, um, professional development is about these days and a lot of what people are asking us about. So, um, really that's, that's what the podcast is about. We've been doing it for a few months now. Um, and so if anybody wants to find it, probably the easiest way is just to, uh, you know, search Apple podcasts or Spotify for the digital learning podcast. Um, we're hoping to get it out on more podcast platforms soon. We're also working on a website at digitallearningpodcast.com. Um, I think, I think as we're recording this, it's not like totally, totally done yet, but maybe, uh, if somebody listens to this at some point and maybe it'll be done and ready to go. But, um, yeah, we, we record and, uh, we publish episodes every week. Um, so if, uh, you know, if, if anybody's interested in listening to it, we'd love to have them listen. Yep. I got in on 
the importance of blended learning. And then I skipped and I listened to um, assessment and practice with quizzes and tools. And they were yeah. both very um, full of great resources and and ideas, not just you should use this, but I love the actual like examples of how yeah. you can use the tool and enhance the way um, students engage in the content, for example. So anything yes, to also, on the go. Sorry. I also listened to the assessment one too with um, Holly and you know, it was a, just a different perspective and made me think a little bit differently, you know, about using some of those tools. And so um, I'm excited to continue to listen to your podcast and learn more. Thanks. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of what we like to do too, is like, you know, it seems like a lot of professional development that's out there and a lot of stuff that people write is like, here's this tool. Look at all of the cool features that it has. You should use this tool. And Holly and I are like, yeah, but what does it do for learning? Right? Like, what does it do to, um, you know, to, to level that up, how does it, how can you apply it? How can you actually use it? What does it look like in a classroom? And it seems like those questions aren't always answered super frequently. And so, yeah, that's, that's kind of like the whole reason that we wanted to record this podcast. Especially with, you talked about the accessibility, you know, when she couldn't even have time to read the entire question, you know, it just kind of made me think how I made those quizzes and, you know, is that, is that, you know, can everyone have that same opportunity and access? So it really opened my eyes. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have another PD opportunity coming up next month, uh, the Ditch That Textbook Digital Summit, otherwise known as Ditch Summit. And I looked at some of your speakers and I noticed um, you had a couple of our uh, former NIDA featured speakers, Ken Shelton, Holly Clark, um, part of your conference. Can you tell us a little bit about that and um, how we can register? Oh, I'd love to. Yeah. So um, the Ditch Summit is something that I've been doing for, gosh, I think like six years now or something. Uh, it's a free online conference for educators and it features all of these, um, I call them presentations. They're more like interview Q&A style, but we try to keep everything real practical. You know, you know how sometimes you listen to an interview, it's just people kind of like talking to each other and asking questions that they're curious about. And when I ask sessions, I'm mostly trying to elicit responses from the presenters that can actually be used in a class or can you know, inspire us or equip us in some way. So the, the focus is, is very practical on all of these, but um, you know, wide variety of presenters. And whenever these presentations are recorded, it's, it's all asynchronous. You can listen to, uh, you can listen to it whenever you want uh, or watch it, of course, it's video. And so all of the all of those previous recordings are available as soon as the summit opens up. And there's like dozens and dozens of them that you can go watch. And um, what's also kind of nice about it is all of those uh, presentations all can come with a certificate of completion for professional development credit. And I mentioned that all of this is free because <laughs> it is. I found that that's like a teacher's favorite price, you know, so that's what we try to offer things at. So um, if people are interested in watching it, um, you can go to ditchsummit.com to get signed up. Um, if anybody's listening to this and you're already subscribed to my email newsletter, uh, everybody that gets the email newsletter is going to get the Ditch Summit as well. So, um, But if you don't get it, uh, that's the easiest way to do it is to go to ditchsummit.com. Um, it's all totally free. It runs from December 12th through January 6th. 
and we'll just be kind of like releasing new presentations one by one, day by day, kind of up through Christmas. And then we try to leave it open, um, you know, into the, the start of the next school year, just knowing that some people will listen and watch as school is wrapping up, you know, like they've got a little bit of extra time as mm-hmm. kids are taking final exams and stuff. Some people will listen during the break because they're like, okay, I've gotten a couple of days to, you know, sort of rest and recharge. And I want to do something for me that I want to do, you know, but then we've got people who will listen when they get back to school. And as school is starting to ramp up, they're like, this is the best time for me to watch. So we try to keep it open during that time so that people kind of come and go as they please and, and watch as much as they want. So that's, that's kind of what it is. It's something, something I look forward to every year. And a lot of people like to, you know, like to come to me and talk about it. So I know that it's something that uh, other people seem to want to. That's awesome. And like always, I, I think um, listeners can appreciate the way that you present and share your content in so many different formats. You know, I think sometimes in education, we battle with how do we share information with parents? What's the best way? And I think you just nailed it right there. There isn't a, there isn't a best way. Everybody takes information in and engages with content differently. I appreciate the emails where everything is in a, you know, lump sum lump uh, topic based uh, email. And then I also know that I can go to your blog and get information or if I want PD on the go, I can listen to the podcast or, go down a TikTok rabbit hole and get some tech tips there too, you know? So I appreciate that. Is there, and before we wrap up here, Matt, is there anything um, you want to share with our listeners that whether it's advice, whether it's more PD that you have cooking or coming out, what's some last minute things you'd like to share with our listeners today? You know, honestly, I mean, we, we've sort of given them a bunch of, uh, stuff that they can go check out and try between, you know, the teach flicks and the efficient teach and the ditch summit and all of that stuff. So I guess the last thing that I'd like to leave with them, if I could, is just to say, thank you. You know, it's like right around Thanksgiving time as we're recording this. So yeah. um, I'm sort of in a thankful mood. And I just know that, you know, teaching is a sort of a thankless job. And so, um, you know, even though the students don't say it very often and the parents don't say it very often, sometimes the principals don't say it very often, like, you know, teachers are difference makers. And, you know, we get to, we get these little moments where we get to change kids' lives. We don't even realize we're doing it until they come back to us years later and say, hey, you said this one thing and it really changed the way that I think. And you go, I don't even remember saying that. But that's kind of a magical thing, isn't it? That, yeah. that we get to have moments with kids and we get to say things that they will treasure with them in their hearts for the rest of their lives. And that's, that's what we get to do. And that's, that's a huge thing. And communities thrive off of great teachers and really the world thrives off of great teachers. And um, we should all be thankful for the great teachers that we've had. And so if uh, anybody's listening to this and you either teach kids or if you, you know, support teachers who teach kids, you know, then the teachers are your students and the students benefit from you. Like all of that, just, I just wanted to say thank you to them for, for all that they do. Cause you know, your, your work really does make the world go round. Well, thank you again, Matt. We appreciate that. Those are great um, ending words this time of year. And um, again, if people have questions, they can go to your blog, they can subscribe to your email listserv and all those great things. And again, keep the great things coming. And thank you for listening to another episode. 